0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.
1: From St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air.
2: I'm Eileen Chong. A crucial moment in a musician's career might happen in a club, but it could also happen in your neighbor's garage or even your own. Networks of musicians have played more or less informally at meetups and house parties for a long time. Then there's house shows, which can happen in living rooms or backyards, and the house show scene is alive and well here in St. Louis. But don't take it from me. Here's what several local artists told us about these micro music spaces.
3: Hi, this is Dan Rubright. I think in larger venues you meet people musically, but in smaller venues, sometimes the size of living rooms, you meet people personally as well.
1: Even in this day and age, word of mouth goes a long way.
4: Yo, there's so-and-so from the Midwest Avenger's crew and we used to always have these crazy epic house parties on the south side at the Avenger Mansion, aka the band house. Houses and
3: backyards and porches were some of the first stages that I ever performed.
4: And on breaks and after the show, there's time to really connect, share some stories with people. You know, the police weren't really tripping like that at the time, you know, but uh, I think it's a great way to get down to the grassroots. It's also just cool to get inside other people's houses in St. Louis and see some neat spaces. And oftentimes with art and funky decor and and who knows, it's just a whole different other artsy community. Face to face, no stage, just on the floor, you know, rocking with the people. Individuals that
1: you know that have come to see you specifically play.
4: You know, you got DJs, MCs, graffiti artists, dancers, bands performing, you know, it was just going down, you know, and it was a good way for us to kind of create our own scene.
3: Bases like So Far Sounds and Coco and Cumin offered me uh, the opportunity to you know, just build a stronger fan base. Sometimes this leads to new gigs or other opportunities. It
1: really allows you to connect to the souls of the people that are your fans or will likely become your fans because they get an intimate look into the music that you're making.
3: It's the closest thing I can imagine to like a Greenwich Village like coffee shop or something like that. I mean, it's just like everyone's involved in the performance and you can feel that when you're not on stage or like standing right, you're just right in the living room right next to people. So it's
2: it's a blast.
1: There's kind of an exclusivity piece that goes with it, right? Everybody can't fit in the house. Those fans
4: typically stick with me for a lifetime. So we might actually have to get back to doing that, actually, now that I think about it. you know, They be charging so much to get into these venues to throw a show, we might just throw one like we used to.
1: And those are the ones that help spread the gospel on the music that I'm doing.
2: So today we have a stacked lineup. We're gonna talk about how shows done STL style. To start that discussion, we've got two folks repping Judson House. Joe Mancuso, booking manager for Judson House, and a jazz musician and baritone. Welcome.
0: Well, thank you for welcoming me. It's great to be here.
2: And Stanley Jones, owner and operator of Judson House. Thank you for being here. Now, Stanley, Judson House is so named because it's an historic Missouri landmark here in St. Louis's Grand Center neighborhood. But it's not just a landmark the way a, a museum might be, for example. It's a home. Who lives there now? I do. <laughs> okay. Is it just uh, for you?
5: No. Okay. I have a life mate that lives with me, but um, I've been there since 95 and... Uh, it was um, formerly a dental supply house and um, it took me 25 years to renovate it.
2: Okay. And you said dental supply? I did. Okay. Now, I also understand that uh, Judson House, um, it had a brief stint as a bed and breakfast back in 2002. Um, why did you shift to hosting house music there instead.
5: The house was renovated thinking that its future lie with a bread and breakfast format but it it didn't take too long to figure out that we just don't like people.
2: Okay, however you are opening your house to people right? (laughs) I told you this is gonna be a lively (laughs) lively segment here. (laughs) So Joe, you are the, the, the booking manager, what genre of music do you typically vote for Judson House?
0: Um, anything that Stan wants to hear, uh, but it, t- it typically <laughs> turns out to be that we're mainly jazz, but also experimental, avant-garde, uh, classical, uh, and then the occasional blues band, um, and then singers, songwriters Sometimes people that are passing through St. Louis that have a show here or in a neighboring city will, uh, will you know, get a hold of us and see if we can uh, accommodate them, and we'll check out their music, and if it's interesting, you know, we'll book them. But uh, yeah,
6: house parties are any musician's rite of passage. If playing small clubs is paying dues, then playing house parties is being in the trenches. Uh, even before we were Midwest Avengers, we were playing at house parties, whether jamming live or beatboxing, rapping, breaking, popping, locking you know, house parties were always the place to be and the way to get in front of people immediately. Even if you wasn't from that area, you know, we grew up in U-City in the loop, but we used to go to Clayton, Brentwood, Ledoux, Webster, Kirkwood, Normandy, um, you know, all over the city and just rock house parties. And plus as a musician, house parties is a great place to try out new music, see if it's working or not, see if you can change something, see what gets the crowd hyped. But my favorite thing about house parties is the vibe. You right there in front of the people, eye to eye, face to face, sweating, spilling beers, smoke blowing your face, light blinding you. You know what I mean? It's just that energy you get by being in that crowd that close and you just pull that energy off people and you put it back in there. So just that whole vibe of being at a party with no rules and no, no supervision and just being able to, to get it in and do what you want to do as an artist and express yourself. That's I think the best part of it.
2: Welcome back. I'm Elaine Cha, and we are here today talking about house shows in St. Louis. Uh, Joe Mancuso is the booking manager for Judson House and a jazz musician and baritone. And before that break, you were telling us about the different musicians who come through um, Judson House. And I'm wondering now, um, is... Is the genre of music that you book for Judson House specific to um, having a very small space?
0: Well, we definitely take that into consideration. Um, In the colder months, um, we have indoor shows and it's in the living room. And, uh, you know, the 40 to 50 people is kind of like the comfortable capacity. We've had more, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, when we have outdoor shows up to 100 Uh, We've had 100-plus people out in the courtyard, so it it depends on the season.
2: Now, we have someone who has a little more perspective on capacity um, and booking from another house show owner and operator, and that's Larry Fuchs of The Kind of Blue Club. Welcome, Larry. Hello. So, Larry, like Judson House, The Kind of Blue Club books jazz shows, and I would assume kind of blues musicians as well. But Kind of Blue accommodates just about half the number of audience members seated that Judson House does indoors, and it's about 20? 20. Twenty Between 20 and 30. Between 20 moment. and 30. Now, how do you book and manage shows so that you're not violating ordinances around capacity and noise ordinances, for example?
7: Well, our, all our shows are indoor. And it's from October to June, and, and uh, mostly it's confined inside. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't let the uh, crowd get too big. And uh, there's really no place to go. So,
2: <laughs> so they're kind of stuck in. <laughs> <laughs> now, something else your house and uh, Judson House has in common is that it has a bed and breakfast past. So you started booking shows for Kinda of Blue Club much farther back, however. I'm, I saw it in 1998, Is Yes, that right? Who or what inspired you to start doing house shows, especially if there were more formal venues already for experiencing music?
7: I wanted to have um, bookings for uh, local people and uh, students and teachers and people that normally wouldn't be able to play these larger venues
2: mm-hmm.
7: because uh, they just don't have the notoriety.
2: Right. Who were some of the earliest you know, acts that you had come through Kind of Blues Club?
7: Well, most of our uh, stuff has been local. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had a few people from France. We've had a few people. And do they typically come to you, or do you
2: find them?
7: Well, in the early days, I... I went to find them and those musicians that I had in the early days talked to other musicians and then they came to us.
2: So there are community connections. Yes, very much so. Okay. Is the same also true at Judson House? Do do people talk to one another and then find their way to your door? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Have there been any notable connections that have happened?
0: Well, there's, there's, um, you know, there's a lot of camaraderie between all of the local uh, venues. Like, we've been to Larry's place several times. He's been to Judson House, I believe, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and... Uh, you we heard each it here. We love each other. We love each other. We love
2: each other. <laughs> okay. And we share a lot of
7: the acts, too. You know? Yeah, absolutely. we have the same people.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have another person here in studio, Darian Wickfall, who's co-founder of the former artist collective Far would Um, He has another set of experiences with house shows and alternative venues in St. Louis. Um, Let's get some musician side insights uh, in this conversation. Welcome, Darian. Thank you.
3: Thank you for having
2: me. Darian, members of the Farfetched Collective, they made music of many kinds and performed in all kinds of spaces. And I remember well and quite fondly one of the house shows i played one summer several years ago in someone's Mm -hmm. backyard now as the former collective's director of operations Mm -hmm. how did you go about finding and securing venues for far-fetched artists
3: well it was sort of like um what you would say with the judson house and kind of blue we we kind of tapped into our network to ask people about houses around town that had enough space number one for the people that we were trying to fit. And we were only inviting about a hundred people um, and then about 50 would turn out. So we would try to find a house that also had bathrooms and uh, things like that available. Um, and we would kind of outsource uh, the drinks and, and food and stuff like that so that we, we wouldn't have to take care of that.
2: Okay. So that. it would be kind of a more complete experience. Mm-hmm. and. Was that your job alone? I mean, you're talking about the the role that other people play, but was that principally your job to secure those venues? Yeah. At yeah. the end of the
3: day, I was the last person to be like, this is the place. We're going to go ahead and pay these folks enough you know, to make it worth their while and then set up who was going to play the show and, and all the other promotion and everything like that.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, you've also been part of creating and maintaining a range of spaces all around the city Mm -hmm. um, for musicians and other artists as well, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, You're also a DJ, DJ Wiz. Yes. (laughs) What part do house shows play in fostering and making room for diversity in St. Louis's music scene?
3: Well, like Larry said, a a lot of times you're not able to play bigger venues because you don't have the notoriety. And so house shows made it, possible for experimental artists especially to be able to play in front of an audience that was there to hear what they wanted to play Mm -hmm. versus like, you know, a a bar where there might be a lot of cover bands and people were there just to drink or eat or do something else besides listen to them. Mm
2: -hmm. This is kind of open. I'll I'll look for whose eyes light up at this question. Um, When it comes to musicians and how they experience these house spaces, is there anything that they have shared with you um, about sort of things that they really appreciate about playing in an, a more intimate setting?
5: They love playing at the house, and we don't know why. and they love the experience, they love the listening experience. Days and weeks later about, and when can we come back? And it's a a serious problem with booking.
2: (laughs) Okay, oh, it's a problem with booking. Joe, tell us a little bit about that.
0: I know why, because I'm also a musician and a performer, and I've played at Kind of Blue and at Judson House, and Mm -hmm. I do frequently. And the reason why we love it is because when we're performing and – bearing our soul in that room <laughs> the people are absorbing it and they're it, you get so much love back mm-hmm. that you don't get like if you're playing at a bar or a restaurant mm-hmm. and people are talking mm-hmm. it's it's a listening experience and unlike being at a venue where there's a lot of distance between you and the audience you could basically touch them they're right there it's like us in this room if we put on a show and there were Thirty people in this room. It's, mm-hmm. it's like that, so it's a it's a much different experience than any other performance, and uh, that's why we love it. And, and you asked me another question, but I can't remember what you just said.
2: Uh, I mean, part of it it, it was about how yeah. you know how musicians feel as right. they're in that space, um, and there is also what you are observing right of those who are enjoying yes. the mm-hmm. show. So it it seems like you know people go for the express purpose of being there to listen to the music, not to grab a drink with right. a friend right. or do something else.
7: I call it a vibe. Okay. It's a social musical vibe. Mm-hmm. It's an interaction between the crowd and the band that's like no other. But they come because of the vibe, the social vibe. They feel it from the people. Mm-hmm. You know, they get the whistles, the the applause, the... Uh, The presence. Yeah, I
3: think that's the major difference is like a house show, you might gain everyone in that room as a fan. But at a bar or like a bigger venue, just the distance, it's it's a less of an intimate connection. And I think that, you know, just the the corporate, I think, nature of a bigger venue a lot of times keeps people in a in a surface mode Mm -hmm. and in these houses, you feel familiar, right? You're coming into somebody's house and it already feels like, well, you know, I'm in somebody's space, right? And you might go to the kitchen or you might go to the bathroom and there's, you know, effects that show that somebody lived there, somebody lives there. And that's totally different than going to like a Delmar hall or something like that.
2: Mm -hmm. And I, that show that I did go to the, um, for the Farfetch collective, I I remember feeling like, um, I, I wanted to be much more careful about mm. what I was doing and where I was going because people live in this house, oh. right? Oh. Um, and so the, the level of respect that I saw those who were there according to the space mm-hmm. um, as well as to the people who were performing, it was uh, it was pretty remarkable. Yeah. And I've, I've been to some shows in LA too and they, they had the same kind of feel. How do you all... Work with, um, with the economic side of things. So, Joe and Stanley, um, what is the the ticket charge for a show at Judson House?
5: No tickets, no pre sales. Um, <clears throat> we share an email list, and so people um, know in advance who's coming and when. Um, and a, we have a suggested donation um, price. Um, but say, basically give what you can and mm-hmm. um, we don't require, and so, and then the the musician gets the bucket
2: and has that always been the way that you've done things?
7: Yes, it's always been the way I've done
5: things. Okay. We stay under the radar basically for a reason we don't have a business license. I do carry extra insurance to cover my dairy <laughs> <But>, air.
2: <laughs> that is important
5: <laughs> but um. There's nothing business about it. And so, and we also, the, the musicians, we encourage them to play their passion, their, and particularly their original material mm-hmm. to experiment on us, And they get to act, interact with us uh, verbally and also uh, socially, and they stay around after hours And sometimes we have to get rid of them. (laughs) It's time to go to to bed, you know? Um,
2: Well, that's quite a testament to the kind of experience people are having. And from what I understand, was there not a show just yesterday or sometime recently? Tonight there will be one? Yes. Okay, tell us about that show, Joe.
0: So tonight at Judson House, um, we have a Judson House favorite and, and one of my friends. Uh, Mr. Jesse Gannon, yeah. who is... Um, also a friend of mine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who, uh, and I, I feel personally that Jesse is one of the most uh, talented musicians in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um And as a matter of fact, he played on my first uh, jazz record, and I, I love his jazz piano uh, stylings, but he's also a songwriter, singer. Uh, he does a lot of... His music, is it's hard to classify, but it's kind of like a neo... Soul jazz, I don't know what you would call it. He's... There's a lot to it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to it. <laughs> he's really, That's really good, though. He's really, really good. Okay. So we're happy to have him tonight at Judson House.
2: Well, and it certainly sounds like the kind of music that you should be paying attention to, oh, not yeah, sure. relegating sort of to to background noise. Definitely. Um, Darian, for you, as a, as someone who has been to different places, where have some of the best house shows happened? And maybe unconventional locations
3: yeah um, I was actually thinking about this before because uh, the producer Aaron asked me to think about some stories and so I was thinking about a show we did on Cherokee one time it actually wasn't a house it was sort of a it was a private show but it was in a like I wouldn't say a co-working space but it's like a shopping center in the middle of Cherokee you wouldn't know it's there. It's just this one little glass door and then when you walk in It's like a two-level Like there's a couple offices upstairs and there's some places to shop on the lower level and we did a, a show in the lower level and uh, One of the best moments at a show i would ever seen happened with Stephen Vazza who went by Hands and Feet who goes by Future Modern now And he lost his stick. Uh, he's playing the symbol he's playing the guitar and the keys and a symbol and like looping it all together, and he lost his stick at one point in the in the show. And he just kept playing with his knuckles, right? Oh my god! And then at some point, he started to bleed, but he kept playing through the show. And it was like, I was like, maybe this should stop. But I feel like he's doing this for the show. Like this is on purpose. And then come to find out, he lost his stick, and he just kept playing. But everybody there, I felt like they felt he was just giving his body to the art, right? And it was just this amazing, amazing experience. But like. Yeah, you would never know that this spot is there on Cherokee. I don't even know if it's still there, but it was just like four little kind of like spaces to the side, and it was a double, double level building.
2: it's very much a um, moment in time, and mm-hmm. you would have been lucky to be there. Yeah, for sure.
1: Today's episode was produced by Aaron Doerr with audio engineering podcast design by Aaron. Our production intern is Avery Rogers. Our executive
7: producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group